When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Cheers to us. Golf. We could talk our way into a country club, I think. I think so. Like, who are those PGA pros over there? Hello, and welcome to another episode of True Crimes Against Wine. I'm Judge Topher. And I'm Judge Rachel. Judge Rachel is going to be educating me about our suspect and defendant today. (gasps) And Judge Topher will be walking us through the crime scene in the Pacific Northwest. Yes, that's right. Mm. So we are traveling to Walla Walla, Washington today. So fun to say. Yeah, a town so nice, they named it twice. (laughs) There you go. It actually did get voted the nicest small town in America. Really? Mm -hmm. Why don't we move there? We Probably should. I mean, they've got a winery, right? It's where Adam West is from. Really? Who's not our celebrity today. No, he's not. But he could be, yeah. They even have like an Adam West day. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, isn't that cute? That sounds quaint and adorable. Mm -hmm. Let's move there. Let's go. Let's do it. Podcast done. (laughs) So today we are doing a Syrah, which I don't know that we've done a Syrah I was going to ask you. I don't think we have. Wait, was Fergie's a Syrah? I think Fergie's was a Syrah, There's but no that was tell. from California. Okay. So this is from Washington, so it's going to be a little bit different. Okay. Washington has a really thriving and wonderful wine country. Yes. But it's not something you really think about. And it's weird to me that it produces so much of the wine in this country mm-hmm. when I don't feel like, I don't feel like it gets the rep that it deserves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because when you think about wine in the U.S., it's really California, I think, that people think about. Exactly. Now, I am going to just say, yep, this is going to be a biggie here. This is Uh, 14.2. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to get goofy is what you're saying? We're going to get goofy. Okay, let's do it. Especially after all the mineral water we've been drinking. Yes. It's a very squeaky cork. Mm -hmm. Can I see the cork? Yeah. Cute. Oh, nice. And it has a cute little illustration. It does, and we'll get into that in a moment. It has their website name on it. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Pass me your glass. Oh, yeah. That would help, that, I guess. Yeah. Unless you want it straight from the bottle, which we can do. I mean, we might toward the end of it. Look how purple Ooh, it is. It is very purple. Like, just even coming out of the... It would make a really bottle. pretty stone, wouldn't Ooh, it? Ooh, very amethyst. Yeah. Yes. Like a ruby amethyst garnet kind of mishmash. Mm-hmm. I would wear that as a necklace or a ring. Oh, yes. Right. right. Cheers. Smell. Oh, it's so fragrant. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it smells like it's going to be big. What are you getting? Plum. Okay. Anything else? Nope. I'm getting like dried cherry. Okay. Definitely oak. It's been aged in oak. Oh, has I can, it? I can okay. Tell right away. Is yeah. that typical for a Syrah? It depends. depends. Yeah, okay. it's, it's very much up to the winemaker's preference, but okay. it's not something surprising to me. Okay. Okay. Now let's taste. All right. Mmm. Oh, it's rich on the back end. It, it is. Just washes over mm-hmm. your palate. But it's not as heavy as I was thinking. No, it's got a lot of body to it. Mm-hmm. And it's got that tannic structure. Yes. We've talked about tannins before, the mm-hmm. kind of black tea has that, kind mm-hmm. of coats your teeth, you know? Mm-hmm. But the acidic structure of it 
is enough that it washes those tannins away yeah. on the back end so mm-hmm. that you're not left feeling like your mouth's like puckered and dried out. Right. Now, flavor-wise, are you still getting the same things that you were smelling? Let me taste again. I can see the cherry now mm-hmm. in the taste. Yeah. Not so much plum. And it's got a woodsiness to it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like cherry wood. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that because it's got the cherry fruit flavor yeah. too. <laughs> but it's making me think of like a really rich red wood. Okay. Like you're gnawing on a little piece of like a cherry tree a little yeah. bit and drinking this. Yeah. Okay. Overall, I'm enjoying it though. Yeah, I like it. I feel like this is a good cozy weather. Wine. Oh, yeah. Stone fireplace, mm. bearskin rug. Oh. So this is. Mm, yes. Tell us about the wine label. This maker. is the Baby Bear oh. Syrah mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. Baby Bear is part of the overall winery and wine label mm-hmm. pursued by Bear. Yes. And it is called that because it's a reference to the winemaker or celebrity winemakers. One of his favorite plays mm-hmm. has a really random. What's it called? Stage direction. Stage direction, yes. yes mm-hmm. In which one of the characters, it says, exits the stage pursued by a bear. Yes. And there's never any explanation as to why nope. is there a bear? Nope. It it's just, just sort of happens. Yeah. So he thought that was really funny and quaint. And he, I know, grew up in this area. Yes. And so he started this winery with a friend. Yes. And who is he? <gasps> Kyle McLaughlin. That's right. In the arms of an angel. Yes, he is the brother of Sarah McLaughlin. Is he really? No. I was about to be like, wow, that's an age difference right there. (laughs) Well, not so much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But they're not related. It's just the same last name. Okay. She's Canadian. Okay. Yeah. Although I would not have been surprised if he... I could see that. Maybe it's the Pacific Northwest yeah. being so close. He has that. He has a very clippy sort of speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about Kyle McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. He was born February 22nd, 1959. Okay. In Washington State. He's the oldest of three boys. His dad was a stockbroker, or sorry, a lawyer turned stockbroker. Interesting transition. Yeah. And in Washington State, like not New York is kind of an odd place i guess in my mind to be a stockbroker yes in my Uh, mind you have to live in new york city you know the the walla walla stock the stock market oh boy yeah like redwoods (laughs) wine coffee breweries grunge sweet onions oh are they big on sweet onions they are big on sweet onions oh i didn't know that Mm -hmm. cool his mom was kind of a stay-at-home mom and a pr director for a local school district I never thought about school districts needing PR people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. School districts can get into trouble. Yeah. I can see well, that. I just like saying good things too. Yeah. But they're doing so. I guess that helps as well. <laughs> yeah. So he grew up there in Washington. His parents divorced when he was a senior in high school, but his mom really got him into acting as hmm. a kid. She got him into like kind of local community theater and got him to like learn to play the piano and learn to sing. And I think like really introduced his love of performing. Yeah. I didn't know him. that he sang. I've never heard him sing. So maybe he's not very good at May- it. He might not be, which is fine. Uh, oh, you're judging him? I judge people who can't sing. Topher's giving me a look right now. <laughs> so... 
I'm curious as to what you know Kyle McLaughlin from. So I know him from Sex in the City. Yes, I was going to say that's probably your reference point for him. Charlotte's husband, mm-hmm. yeah. And then playing a very similar character on Desperate Housewives. Yes. Playing, uh, what's, I can't remember the character's name. Orson something, who's a dentist. Yes. Yeah. But then he was also the captain mm-hmm. on How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Um, with Robin Schabowski or Schaborski or whatever her name yes. was. Schabowski. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so I'm wearing my kimono smoking jacket sort of in homage to him always playing that sort of character that wears a okay. smoking jacket. Okay, kind of the wealthy. Yeah, you know. A little sitting eccentric in his study. kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Interesting. Yeah, so that's that's what I know him from. I, I do know because you've mentioned it before that he was also in Portlandia. Yes. And then he was, was he in Twin Peaks? Yes. Is that right? I've never seen Twin Peaks, yes. but... Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay, good. Because I don't really even know what that show is, to be honest. Is it soap opera? Is it thriller? Like, what? Yeah, I think that's a good... Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll get into, like, what is Twin Peaks in a little bit. Oh, oh. Oh. And I know that he was... uh, One of his earliest roles, he was in Dune. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, let's talk about Dune. Okay, let's do that. Dune was actually his first role. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was his film debut. Now, was that movie actually big or is it just a cult classic now? Well, it was, it had a big production. It did have a big production, yeah. And it came out in 84, a big production. It did not do well at the time, but it did really get this big cult following afterward. So I think how we perceive Dune as people who weren't really aware of it when it came out, you weren't alive yet. I was a baby. But like a Dune like wasn't a thing until maybe we were older and like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that cult classic Dune. Yeah. Not in our minds. I was like, oh, that movie that flopped and then became popular. Right. But yeah, Dune was his first. Mm, the wine, man. It's getting me. <laughs> Already. It's getting me. What did I say the other day? Oh, I was talking to boyfriend and I meant to say potato chip, but I said potato ship. I would go on a potato ship. I would... Yeah, it sounds like a good time, right? Or is a potato? Do you mean a potato ship like a relationship? No, like a like a ship. Like okay, it has a steam engine, iceberg straight ahead kind gotcha. of ship. Now, are you in a potato ship with your potato ship? I mean, it depends. Or is a potato ship a title? <gasps> oh, your potato ship. Your potato. I like that as a title. I do too. You can call me my potato ship. <laughs> Your boyfriend was giving me a hard time. So what I'm saying is it's not always the wine. Now, she was five bottles in at that point. Yes. I was drunk on potato wine. That, ooh, <laughs> it's called vodka. Well, <laughs> tomato, tomato, potato, potato, chef, right? Tomato, Bloody Mary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Dune was his first film role. Dune was directed by David Lynch. Do you know David Lynch as a director? I do. So Kyle McLaughlin has worked with David Lynch on several things. Okay. He worked with him, obviously, in Dune. And then afterward on Blue Velvet, which came out in 1986 and has one of your favorite actors in it. Really? Yes. Her name starts with an L. Laura Dern. Yes. (gasps) Yay. Yeah, Laura Dern. Who else is in Blue Velvet? Oh, gosh. I feel like I've never seen it, but I can picture like the VHS cover. Uh Uh-huh. Isabella Rossellini. Yes, Isabella. That's who I was thinking. Yes. And who's the guy who's the bad guy in it? He died not too long ago. He was also the bad guy in Speed. Where's fact checker today when you need him? (laughs) Alan Rickman. No, that's Die Hard. Oh, 
Fact Checker is playing hooky again today because again, he wanted, he wanted to, to go to a nerd museum. A museum to learn things. For nerds. Psh, we learn things here. We learn things here all the time. Right? Is this not enough? Right? Are you not entertained? Exactly. Anyway. He's in Blue Velvet in 86 and then Twin Peaks, which was directed by David Lynch. And, and what I know of Twin 91. Peaks is very busty waitresses. Uh-huh. Usually named something like Bambi. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the whole plot. There's nothing else. Yep, well, sounds fun to me. Yeah. So Twin Peaks is kind of a surreal murder mystery show set in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Which Kyle MacLachlan is from and David Lynch is also from. So they kind of bonded over that. And they're trying to catch Bigfoot. Yes. Who did the murdering? Mm. Case closed. <laughs> right? Easy. Kyle MacLachlan plays Agent Dale Cooper. He was like the main character of the show. He's an FBI agent coming into the small town to find out who killed this teenage girl. Okay. But then it also kind of goes into like a parallel universe, alternate reality sort of thing. Oh, it's very David Lynchian, where it's so like, like, what's real? What's a nightmare? Things meets X Files. Kind of. Hmm. Now Kyle MacLachlan has come out and said that like even he doesn't really know what Twin Peaks is about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> Didn't they reboot the show recently? They did, and he was in that reboot as well. Oh, okay, playing the same character, I assume. Yes, and he's also played kind of different versions of the character on Twin Peaks too, because again, there's like an evil version of his character. Oh, this is very soap opera-y. And then there's also... evil twin. Just, like, another person who's not his agent character and not the evil agent character. He's just, like, a doppelganger for them. That's so just unnecessarily like confusing. That, that's David Lynch. Okay, fair. <laughs> My first exposure to David Lynch was in college in a film class. And we were in, like, small groups and we had to, like, analyze a film and, like, present it or whatever to the class. And the film that my group got was Mulholland Drive. Mm. And I remember watching it and just being like, I don't understand this at all. I've not seen that one either. I like it, but I don't really understand it. Is that the one with Naomi, Naomi Watts? Watts? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I had it on my list to watch because, you know, I love a good like mystery thriller kind yeah. of situation. And Fact Checker was like, before you decide on watching this, making this our like movie night mm-hmm. movie. It's not what you're expecting. That's fair. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And he kind of described a little bit of the feel of it, like the, yeah. the atmosphere of it. And I was like, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for tonight. I'm looking no. for more of like a Hitchcockian sort of. Yeah, very different vibe. Yeah. I, I would say David Lynch films feel like a dream. Mm. In some like innocuous ways too, where it's just kind of like weird and things are kind of slightly out of place. But then also a little nightmarish too. Mm. And, like, things don't really make sense, but in the context of the dream or the story, it in makes In dream sense. world, it does. There's like, yeah, perfect logic. Got it. But when... It's very much like, so it was your house, but it wasn't this house, but right. I knew that it was your house. Right. Yeah. But it was also a potato ship. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, in the dream, you're like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah totally. Done. Of course. This tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're trying to explain it to somebody else, it's like, that doesn't make sense at The all. amount of times I wake up in the middle of the night after having a dream and I'm like, that is a killer plot for a book. Remember right. that. And then, because I'm like still half asleep. Right. And then I, I will always remember my dreams. Mm-hmm. Fact checker is always amazed that I remember my dreams. And then in the like actual light of morning, I'll like revisit it because I'm like, oh, I, I had a really good idea. And I'm like, Mm-mm. 
Oh, no. <laughs> no, no that, that doesn't no. go anywhere. <laughs> well, is it a thing of sometimes, like, I don't know if you have, like, really strong emotions in your dreams? Yes, and I, they, I will carry them over into yes. the next day. If I have a fight with Fact Checker in oh, my dream, mm-hmm. I will feel awful, like, for half of the day the next yeah. day. Mm-hmm. As though we really had a fight. Yeah. Oh, same. Like, I will wake up and, like, be mad at boyfriend for something. He's like, I didn't. I'm like, I know. But the dream feeling was so intense. I'm, that I'm I still need to, you to apologize. Like, I need to let it go. But it's not going to go away just yet. Yeah. Because I was legitimately angry at you. I had a dream one time where Fact Checker, like, tragically died. Mm. And I was so depressed for, the, like, the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, just as though I had... It had actually happened. Because you weren't the one to tragically kill Fact Checker, right? I was so mad. <laughs> and then we were in a fight. Right. Yeah. So he was also in the Doors movie, which I don't think you've seen. I think Fact Checker is probably lost. The Doors is in the band? Yes. Okay. Val Kilmer played, what's his name? The lead singer guy. Oh, it's a movie about the Doors? It's a movie about the Doors, yeah. Not produced by the Doors? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Gotcha. Jim Morrison. Val Kilmer plays Jim Morrison and does a really good job of it. And Kyle MacLachlan plays the piano guy, Ray something. I forget his last name. Man, Manzarek. Mr. Piano Man. Yes, Mr. Piano Man. Thank you. Yes, that's the same. He was in the Flintstones movie. Oh, I forgot. He plays the... He was the bad guy. The bad guy, the boss. The cave... What was his name? Caveberg or something? Something like that. Something silly. And Halle Berry was the slinky, sexy secretary. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. He that was, was such a stupid movie, but I loved it as a kid. I so know, I will it was always fun. love it. I know. He was also in Showgirls. Oh my God. I've only seen that once and it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So many boobies in that. Well, that was the point of it. Yeah. yeah. Sex in the City, which we mm-hmm. talked about. He's in a couple of Law and Order episodes. Okay. Desperate Housewives in Portlandia. And then also in the reboot for Twin Peaks. Hmm. It's kind of like what he's most well known for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like that. In both Sex and the City and Desperate Housewives, he basically plays the same character. Yes. It's just that the one in Desperate Housewives is more soap opera-y. Oh, yeah, because Desperate Housewives is super soap yeah. opera-y. Yeah. I loved that show, though. I I've watched it all the way through. It. Really? Yeah. Mm, it just wasn't my thing. So good. I just couldn't do it. You know I live for the drama. I know. How's, how's the wine? Are you getting any other flavors oh, from let's it? revisit it. Okay. It's softer in the aroma now that it's opened mm-hmm. up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's softer in the, the palate, too. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's a nice wine. Yeah. Just kind of washes over your palate really nicely. Mm-hmm. The flavor lingers. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel a little fancy drinking it, too. Yeah. How much is this bottle? <sighs> you know what? I don't remember off the top of my head, so okay. I'm going to look it up real quick since Factor Girl's not here to do it. I also want to read you a little bit from their website. Yeah, absolutely. So our story, Mm. Hither, Thither, and Wither, Mm. the cast of characters, Kyle MacLachlan, (gasps) proprietor, vintner, (gasps) actor, and Daniel Wampfler, winemaker, Mm. vigneron, gadgeteer. And fun last name, however. In which a gentleman came of age in Yakima. Was an idol indeed. Mm. It's very Shakespearean. Well, because Pursued by Vera is from a Shakespearean. Exactly. Play. It's from a Winter's Tale. Yes. yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So he talks a little bit about 
picking apples and canning peaches and just Aww. like his childhood experience. Cute little yeah. idyllic childhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then talks about befriending a beast, the mm-hmm. bear, the man, the myth. And it, it goes into his love of Shakespeare, mm-hmm. which he strikes me. It's so funny how he's played so many kind of cheesy, fun roles. Yes. Very soap opera y roles, but at heart, he's such like an intellectual actor. He is, yeah. And you really get this. Mm-hmm. Sallied forth and sallied back to make an enticing elixir. It's just really funny how it goes into how he met these people yeah. and he brings the Shakespeare in. But the you had mentioned on the cork, there's that really cool illustration. Yeah. So they found a local Washington artist mm-hmm. and had her do all of their artwork. Mm-hmm. And they wanted something that was like a wood engraving. Yes, and I really so, like that style. And that's what they did. Yeah. And so it's really beautiful. But this one's called Baby Bear. Is there a reason why this one is called Baby Bear? Is there anything to do with like the Syrah or the grapes or the year or anything? No, it's okay. more about... So there's Pursued by Bear as right. their main, and I mm-hmm. think that's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. Yeah, and because he got, talks about he really loves Cabernets. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then each wine as an offshoot of that has a different bear reference okay. to it. So this is Cute. just Baby Bear because I think it was like the next one that they made after Pursued by Bear. Cute. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah makes but sense. it's got a really cute illustration of yeah. the main bear that they uh-huh. have with the, the baby bear. And they actually were able recently to get another local artist to do a bronze sculpture of the bear for their tasting room as well. Fun. I like that. When I first started reading their story behind the wine Mm -hmm. and everything, and I saw like all the Shakespearean stuff, I was like, oh my God, this is so pretentious. But then I realized it's very tongue in cheek. He's not taking it too seriously. No, 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 no. no. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. So he seems like he's a really cool guy. He does. Like all the interviews I've seen, like you definitely get that intellectual side of him. So Mm -hmm. like when he speaks, he's very bright and sharp, but not pretentious at all. Mm -hmm. He seems like somebody who really enjoys both like the intellectual aspects of acting and winemaking, but also is kind of like this goofy, eclectic person as well. Yeah. And you kind of see that in some of the roles he's chosen over there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's fill up. Okay. I do want to read you the back of the bottle here. Okay. Theater, much mm. like winemaking, is equal parts process and magic. Mm. Returning to my home state of Washington to make wine, I wanted to recognize the shared connection. Exit, pursued by a bear from The Winter's Tale, is Shakespeare's most famous stage direction. The sudden appearance of a bear on stage was exhilarating to all. It's my hope this wine brings pleasure to your senses and gladness to your heart. I just love it because it's also... The reference still doesn't make sense. No, <laughs> like, I think it's just it still, fun. It doesn't make sense to the wine. And he's like playing with that. Yeah. You know? He's like, it's just fun and weird and unexpected. Yeah. Thank you. This really is a gorgeous color. It, it's beautiful. I think it's probably one of the prettiest colors of wine that we've had. It's the most purple mm-hmm. of any wine that we've mm-hmm. had for sure. And in spite of that fact, you haven't once brought up anything about grapes. And I'm so... Proud of you. I have been really trying to. <laughs> I'm so proud. All right. I'm going to look up and see how much it costs okay. real quick. Now, is this wine made from grapes, though? Let me ask you that. It is oh. made from grapes. Okay. Yes. Specifically the Syrah grape. Well, what a coincidence that that's in the name. Oh, also, this is a limited edition. Oh, fancy. Yes. So we are being very fancy right mm. now. So this was $60. Okay. 
Okay, so, so this is a fancy wine. It is a fancy wine for fancy people. Yeah. If this were in a restaurant, you'd be looking at probably anywhere between $120 to $150. Hot damn. Yeah. Well. We are fancy today. We are fancy. You know what else fancy people do? They don't cross-examination their friends. They do cross-examine their <laughs> friends. So let's do it. Oh, no, the wine's getting to me, too. Oh, boy. Let's cross-examination you. So this is a multiple choice quiz. Okay. I fare better on those, I feel like. I think you do. Oh, let me get... No, I put my pen away. I'm just going to keep track of my brain how you're doing. Okay. <laughs> Pick a number. There are 10 of them. 10 of them? Mm -hmm. Let's do 10. Okay. Which previous celebrity who we have talked about on our podcast before has he not worked with? Mm. Is it A, Sting? B, Blake Lively, C, Betty White, or D, Sarah Jessica Parker? Has he not worked with? Oh, wow. Uh -huh. Those are all such completely different people. They are. Sting feels so random okay. that I feel like it. you're trying to trick me with that. I feel okay. like he had to have worked with Sting. Okay. I'm thinking about his oeuvre. Oeuvre. His oeuvre. And... I can't remember him working with any of these people. You know one of the people he has worked with because we were just talking about his role. <sighs> Topher. Really? Yes. Topher. So, okay, we've got Sting, Blake Lively, Betty White, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. Oh, he was with Sarah Jessica Parker, of course. Of course. Yes. Okay, yes. I was like, I was giving you an easy okay, one there to you. eliminate. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go with Blake Lively. Okay. Because? Just, yeah, just because I, because of her age and what I know she's been in, I don't okay. think that there were any crossovers there, but I mean, obviously I can't say anything about Sting, so I, I, I don't know. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Burpee line. He has worked with Sarah Jessica Parker, obviously yes. on Sex and the City. He has worked with Sting in Dune. Sting was, was the bad Dune. guy. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. It's been so long since I saw mm -hmm. it. So between... Betty White and Blake Lively. He did work with Blake Lively on Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, too. Shut up. <laughs> he never I just worked figured, with Betty White. I figured Betty White, she has made so many, like, right. just one-off right. episodes. Because yeah. she's, she's so prolific. Right. And I figured there had to have been some crossover. Well, they've been interviewed together before on, like, late night shows. Where well, then I guess they've worked together. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> Take a drink. All right. <laughs> You got me. I gotcha. Next number. Eight. Okay. What did he say was his favorite scene as Trey McDougal in Sex and the City? Was it A, the wedding to Charlotte? Was it B, trying to, quote, make love with Charlotte? Was it C, having a bathtub conversation with his mother on the show? Or was it D, the divorce negotiations scene? Oh, that's hard because those are all really good mm -hmm. for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I want to say it's the bathtub scene with Bunny, just because that's really funny. Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Do you yeah. remember that scene? I do. Yeah. And Charlotte's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like sitting in the bathtub, like scrubbing himself up. And then the actor who plays Bunny is this older lady, his mom. Is like sitting on the toilet, like smoking a cigarette, just like having a casual conversation with him. And Charlotte's like half undressed, like bursting through that are just like, make love to me, Trey. And then she opens the door and just has this horrified look of like, C, 
seeing her husband and her mother-in-law just casually hanging out while he's naked in yep. the bath. And she's just like, uh, 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 and like shuts the door and walks out. I love Charlotte's confused, disgusted face. Yes. Yes. So good. Kristen Davis has good faces. All right. Next number. Six. Okay. So far, we're tied. So far. He voiced a character in a famous Pixar movie. Oh. Which character in which movie was it? Was it A, Riley's dad in Inside Out? Was it B, the king in Frozen? Was it C, one of the evil developers in Up? Or was it D, Sid in Toy Story? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I want to say, I want to say it's one of them. It is one of them, yeah. Yeah, you're on the right Shit. track. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Sid. Okay. I'm going to cross that one out. Okay. So then we've got the king in Frozen. Uh-huh. We've got Inside Out was the the emotions one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? An evil developer in Up. She would have been really good at. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Pick up your glass. Take a drink. Because you're wrong. Oh, no. Was it was it the first one? Yeah, it was Riley's dad. Ah. Yeah. I was between those two. Yeah. Which I don't remember his voice. I don't either. As Riley's dad. Because I think like Kyle McLaughlin has a pretty recognizable voice. But maybe he changed it for the role. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. That was a good movie, though. Uh-huh. All right. Next number. Four. Okay, which famous movie did he turn down a role in? Was it A, Top Gun? B, Platoon? C, Revenge of the Nerds? Or D, Star Wars? I think he threw Star Wars in there to trick me because, oh. of, because of Dune. Okay, because they're both set in space. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen Platoon. Okay. I didn't realize it was iconic. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the first one. Top Gun? Top Gun. Wrong. Take a drink. Was it Platoon? It was Platoon. Ah. So he did audition for Top Gun, but he was not called back for any roles. Oh. Revenge of the Nerds and Star Wars, I just put in for fun. <laughs> I knew Star Wars was yeah, a Yes, so I was trying to get you. I knew it. I was trying to get you on the Dune thing. Yeah, so he did audition for Dune, and he was cast as the main guy but he ended up backing out, and then they cast Charlie Sheen as the main guy instead. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, his career's done fine. Oh, yeah, he's done just fine. All right, next number. Two. What does he love to do in his spare time? Make wine. Yeah. Take a drink. For sassiness. Something with the options. You know what? I will. I will gladly take a drink okay. for sassiness. Fine. Was it A, golf? B, run marathons? C, hike, or D, swim? He's in great hiking country mm-hmm. in Washington. I will say that. Mm-hmm. What was the first one? Golf. I don't, he doesn't strike me as a, well, uh, I think he strikes me as a golfer in his waspy roles, but that's not him. Okay. You know? Okay. Between, for me, hiking and swimming. Okay. I'm going to go with hiking just because of where he lives. That You're makes sense to me. not considering the marathons? I have a thing about marathons. <laughs> okay. What's your thing about marathons? I just don't agree with celebrating a sport that the first person who did it died from it. You know? B, 
because you're rubbing in that person's face. I didn't. Like, I didn't die. You exactly. Dummy. <laughs> it feels. It feels very disrespectful. Oh, y'all about respecting the dead now, different. You know, my sister-in-law. Uh huh. She ran the New York Marathon. Good for her. Yeah. That's why we don't speak. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with hiking. Okay. I feel like I feel like you're trying to trick me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. Hiking would make a lot of sense because of the Pacific Northwest. I was wrong. Oh, but you're no. wrong. Is it swimming? No, it's Is golfing. It it's golfing. Yes. Okay, I I deserve this. You do. Tragic sip of shame. Is that sip what we call it? Sip of shame. Yes. Yeah, he has like really embraced his like Scottish heritage and been like, I'm super into golf. Why didn't I think about that? See? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And for a time, he really thought you think about. He wears a tam. I bet he does. I bet he goes like full, like tartan golf outfit. I don't think he wears a kilt, but I think he wears you know, golf. The, you know those golf pants. They're yes. like pantaloons, little kind of poofy. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. but they still have the tartan yeah. like mm-hmm. pattern on them. Yeah. yeah, I bet he does that. I want a pair of pants like that. I think I look really cute in them. But I don't want to actually golf. I just I'm not do... stopping you from getting them. I don't want to actually golf. I would rather sure. do like nobody wants golf. to actually golf. Yes. Let's upright golf. Upright golf, yeah. Yeah. Where you drink, what, like Arnold Palmer's and mint juleps? Yeah, we're just like in the country club. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the the links today were Linky. Yes. (laughs) You avoided that sand trap. Yes, and your handicap was... Bogey. Yes. There we go. Look at us. Cheers to us. We are golf. We could... Talk our way into a country club, I think. Yeah, I think so. People are going to be like, who are those PGA pros over there? With their tartan golf pants. Now, would you be my caddy? No. You would get to drive the golf cart. Okay, but I'm not walking around the whole thing. Lugging all your golf clubs around. No, you. that's why we drive the golf cart. Mm. And then you just lug my stuff off of the golf cart. <sighs> Fine. But if I get mad, I'm driving off without you. Well, you're going to get mad. (laughs) Okay. So you know you're walking home. Because at some point I'm going to say some kind of like Scottish curse on you. (laughs) Honestly, I've played golf one time in my entire life and it was the most awful experience ever. Now, is it putt-putt or golf? Because putt-putt is fun. I played putt We should do a a corporate like team building putt-putt We should, yeah. Because you're not competitive at all. No. Mm-mm. I would do putt-putt with you. That would be yeah. fun. If we find like a really cool yeah. course. Mm-hmm. No, I play actual golf. Now it was, they were all par threes. Like it was, okay. it was a smaller golf yeah. course, you know. Thank God, because first of all, I'm terrible at it. And I don't like this whole like, let's wait around mm. to be terrible at something. Mm. And then I'm slowing everyone down. No. And... Then you're just embarrassed. You're like, just go. Well, at a certain point, I'm like, why do I? You all know how terrible I am at this. So why do I have to wait my turn? I should y'all play. And I'm just going to whack away at this ball and try and get somewhere close to. And why are you keeping score? I'm already like 72 above par. Like, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. I hated every moment of it. Yeah. It was awful. Now, where we had our corporate retreat the Mm. other year, there's also a golf course there. Sounds horrendous. And so one year as a teen, when I was there with my family and I had my friend with me, my aunt and uncle were like, hey, do you, do you two want to try golfing? We're like, okay, sure. 
Like, okay, well, you have to, like, wear your khaki pants. That's the other thing is the dress So we had to, like, go to Walmart to get khaki pants or something just for this. I love that you have these rich relatives and you went to Walmart for khaki pants. That was, like, the closest store to this place. Why do they have the ugliest dress code? I don't know. It's like we had to have, like, khaki pants on. And then, like, we're learning how to, like, hit the ball. Neither of us are good at it. No, it's awful. And it's, like, embarrassingly bad because you feel like it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't. But it is somehow. It is. Yeah, we did not do well with it. I don't do well with sports that involve contact with a ball where there's Mm. a handle. Mm. Ping pong, tennis, any of that. If I play ping pong... I don't hold it by the handle. I hold it by the other thing and just swat at it with my hand. Like cat? Yeah, because that's the <laughs> only way I'm ever going to make contact with the ball. Now, I still can't aim, so I don't know where that ball is going to go, but at least I hit it. It's going somewhere. It's going somewhere. Don't get me started on badminton. I, I do like badminton. I'm not, again, I'm not good at these things. But I like, I like hitting things with things. I like having a racket or paddle. What about croquet? Hmm. I don't think I've ever done croquet. I do we like should, the idea of play, having a mallet. Yeah. Okay. And you can knock other people's balls. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of aggressive. I like that aspect of croquet. Yeah. Where it's like the sabotage somebody else aspect And it's of it. very passive aggressive too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's our game. Maybe that's our calling. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, next time I come over, I'll bring the flamingos. You okay. bring the balls. Okay. Done. Sold. We all know how that's played. Yes. We've all seen Alice in Wonderland. Yep. You, you roll them up and you, you hit them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing more to learn. Yep. All right. Next number. Uh, what did I just do? Two. One. All right. He was initially rejected from Dune by producer Dino De Laurentiis because of A. Genital warts. That is option A, actually. Yeah. A, his soft-spoken voice. B, his haircut. C, the fact that he was too short. Or D, the fact that he was too good looking. Is he a shorty? I don't know. I don't know. He always struck me as tall, but I guess maybe he could be a shorty. I'm going to go with too good looking. Okay. No. I am not doing well. (laughs) It's his haircut. That's a really stupid. I know. Like, that's the easiest thing to change. That's why I, like, immediately was like, no. Like, okay, well. Hair and wardrobe's gonna change that anyway. Like exactly. Care about that. Or there's wigs. Right? We all know about wigs. We all know about wigs. <laughs> Looking at you, Cher. Does Cher not know about wigs? <laughs> Do we need to tell her? No, Cher. Cher travels with a separate bus that is just so Moira Rose of her. I you think that Cher names all of her wigs too? I bet she does. She has to. Do you think that she has one that's called Moira? I bet. Oh, my gosh. I would love it if she did. Your name's Moira. <laughs> Is that what, your Cher impression? That's Cher sounds like. Oh. That's kind of a Mr. Ed kind of thing. <laughs> 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 All right. Next number. Uh, three. Okay. How did he get interested in wine? Was it? Drinking it. That's part of it. Yeah, sure. He's like, what is, what is this grape what, juice? What? I like it. Grape juice with alcohol. Yum. Nom, 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 nom. That's it, how they make wine. Just grape juice and vodka. I mean, that's how I make it. <laughs> <laughs> this vintage is two hours ago. Yeah. Like, Topher, it's good wine, right? And you're like, yes, um, Rachel. Nom, nom, nom. 
You do a thing like, oh, I'm glug, 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 and it just pours out behind you. Her plants keep dying. I don't know why. And they always have, like, this weird sticky grape and vodka smell to them. Maybe your plants just stop drinking. They do have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how did he get interested in wine? Was it A, because of David Lynch and his extensive wine collection? Ooh. Was it B, because he had an investment with his younger brothers into a winery? Was it C, because of a former girlfriend's modeling contract at a vineyard in Italy? Or was it D, road trips around Washington State with his dad? The last one's so sweet. It is. I feel like it's C, but it could be D. Okay. I'm going to get it wrong again, but I'm going with nostalgia and sweetness, and I'm going to go with D. Road trips with his dad? Yeah. All right, pick up your drink. Celebratory sip! You Yay! did it! You did it, Topher. Good job. Oh my God. That's really sweet. Yeah. So he said that in the 90s, he and his dad started hearing about like these wineries that were opening around Washington and were like, hey, let's drive around and, and go and visit some of them. And he did. And that's when he realized, like, I'm a wine guy. That's so sweet. I know. My father's a horrible person, so I love it when I hear stories about people who have great relationships have a good parent. with their father. Yeah, Isn't, I think that's adorable. Just being like a cute parent-child bonding activity. You're driving around your home state. I just picture them in like a little convertible, driving through like the Redwood Forest or something adorable. I was thinking of convertible too. Yeah, right? What color? Red. Yep. Because it's wine. Yeah. Because <laughs> wine is red. Or was it purple? Oh. Maybe it's like a deep red. Mm. Mm. Garnet? Yes. You know, they're Garnet 67 Mustang. Yeah, exactly. The model I had in my brain. All right, next number. That was three. Mm-hmm. Five. Okay. What does he have with his wife? Is it? A child. Well, they do have a son, yeah. A relationship. Yes, those are both true. <laughs> Is it A, a coffee shop? Okay. Is it B, a reality show? Is it C, a skincare line? Or is it D, a YouTube show? I don't think it's a reality show because I okay. feel like I would have heard of that. You know I'm a reality show junkie. I know you do like your reality I shows. I love my reality shows. It's my one fault. I feel like you're trying to trick me with the coffee shop thing because it's Washington. But also they probably make a lot of money having their own coffee shop in Seattle or some shit. See? So it could be that. I'm going to keep that in the running. Okay. And then it was a YouTube show mm-hmm. or a skincare line. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a skincare line. Okay. I'm going to go with YouTube show. Okay. Just because? Just because. Yeah. Celebratory sip. Yes. This gets so much more adorable. Oh my God. Lay it on me. I can't wait. It's a YouTube show about their two dogs, Mookie and Sam. No, not Mookie and Sam. And he does the voice for one of the dogs and then she does no. the voice for the how is it that I like knew really nothing about Kyle McLaughlin before this and I am like falling in love with I know, him? Right? So sweet. I watched an episode of Mookie and Sam. You today. have to show me some. <laughs> it's so adorable and silly and like not good per se, but so but earnest. Just cute. It's so oh, cute. Yes. Yes. I love that. I know. That's so much better than a coffee shop. I, know. I love something like he and his wife do together, and it's like I don't think it's really popular at all. But it's but there they just and do they it. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I that's know. so sweet. Oh, that's like when Sam Neil 
has all those YouTube videos that he was doing. Right. In the pandemic that were just like goofy and weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they were just him. Yeah. Just passing the time. Yep. He has kind of a Sam Neill vibe to him. Yeah. I think they would be good friends. Mm. They have that Laura Dern connection, too. Maybe we should have the three of them over for a wine night. Oh, yes. Oh, and Kyle and Neil could, or Sam. <laughs> I call him Neil because yeah. that's what he prefers. That's what he prefers. He could, likes to go by his last name. Mm-hmm. He told me that. Could, like, both bring their wines and, like, we could pit them against each other and Laura Dern's the judge in the end. Yeah. I'm not creepily braiding her hair. No. Not at all. Not at all. That's not happening. <laughs> no, Never. All right, next number. Uh, let's go with seven. Mm. This is about showgirls. <gasps> oh, no. Mm. So what did he say about showgirls? These are all quotes. Okay. Was it A, the most humiliating experience of his acting career? Was it B, wild and thrilling? Was it C, a shameful disappointment? Or was it D, inadvertently funny? I'm going to go with D. Just because I know that that's also become a cult classic. Inadvertently funny. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Ah, yes. Pick up your drink. So he said that he was like really excited to make Showgirls. And I think it was Paul Verhoeven. I think Paul's his first name. Anyway, he made like Robocop and some other films that like are well respected. He made Showgirls. And so Kyle McLaughlin thought this is going to be kind of a more serious, kind of like gritty film. And he said that like when he watched the film during the premiere... It was like, you know, so the first scene came on and he was like, oh, this is bad. And it's like, OK, but the next scene's going to like get better. And like the next scene just didn't get better and it oh, just no. didn't get better. And like he said that like he left the the showing the premiere and just being like, this is an awful film. Oh, no. And he refused to do any press for it afterward because it was so bad. But later on, he said, like, I've come to kind of embrace the campiness of it mm-hmm. and like realize that it's inadvertently funny. Which I like, like, okay, kudos to you. Like, realizing that later on. Yeah. Even though at the time, like, it did kind of hurt his career for a while. Like, he didn't act for a bit afterwards. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. I don't know why they punish actors for being in films that didn't do well when it's like, they didn't write or direct the film. Right. I mean, maybe it's like somebody's performance is, like, especially bad in a film. That makes sense, but it wasn't. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. Sense. If anybody, it was Elizabeth Berkeley. Mm. I mean, that killed her career, basically. Yeah. It did. Which is sad. Yeah. What did she end up doing after that? I don't know. I mean, she had, like, a couple episodes where she guest starred a new girl. I don't know. I'm sure she had, like, little guest star roles kind of here and there over the years. What, I mean, what does an actress do who has that much fame but also notoriety Mm -hmm. who can't get any more acting jobs do they go apply at starbucks i mean they're probably still making enough off of like residuals where you don't have to like work work Mm -hmm. to support yourself but it still has to be like a huge blow to like your ego you must feel really bad i would be okay with a blow to my ego if i were making a lot of money i wouldn't say it's a lot of money but it's probably enough enough to to live on Enough to, like, pay your bills. It's probably not extravagant or, like, what you had been living on, you know? But I don't have to work. Yeah. You don't think you'd be depressed? I'm already depressed. Okay. (laughs) May as well get residuals, right? Listen, I'm medicated, so. Right? I think we're on our last one. Nine. Mm, You'll like this one. He guest starred on a TV show and played a murderer. (gasps) Which TV show was it? 
Was it A, Murder, She Wrote? That would be amazing. Was it B, Tales from the Crypt? Was it C, 90210? Or was it D, Roseanne? (laughs) I feel like it's either Murder, She Wrote or 90210. Okay. I'm going to go with... No, you're trying to trick me with Murder, She Wrote. You know that I love Murder, She Wrote. I know you do love Murder, She Wrote. I'm going to go with 90210. If it's Murder, She Wrote, I swear to God, I'm going to throw this wine at you. Okay, it's not Murder, She Wrote. Okay. But it's not 90210. Oh, no. Was it Roseanne? No, it was Tales from the Crypt. (laughs) (sighs) See, I wasn't allowed to watch that as a kid. Okay. Had Crypt in it. Oh. Haunted. Demons. Well, yeah. Cult. Yeah. Cult, cult, cult. Obviously. So I'm going to say I won this quiz. I think you won that I by a landslide. I, I think I might have gotten like three right out you of the ten. Okay, though. If that's how we're judging it. You did terribly then. <laughs> to make you feel better, Topher. <laughs> Listen, again, I don't have an ego as long as there's money involved. Right? I will be Miss Lady Pants. <laughs> did you ever watch Hot, Hot in Cleveland? Briefly little bits here and there. So Wendy Malick's character, Mm -hmm. you know, she's the former soap opera star and all that. Her character is, Mm -hmm. as well as her in real life. Yeah. And she gets a contract from a Japanese company to pay her a lot of money. But she has to be the face of Miss Lady Pants, which is like... Adult diapers? Adult diapers, but it's like a full... Oh, no. ...pants situation. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Well, how much were they paying her, though? She ended up wearing the Lady Pants. Right? I would. Who cares? Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. You're getting money. Pay yourself. Who cares? Incontinence is sexy as long as there's money involved. Straight from Topher's mouth to your ears. So you want to talk more about Kyle McLaughlin's personal life? I do. You said that he's married. He is married. But before he got married, he had some very famous girlfriends for a while. Can you guess some of them? Charlotte. From Sex and the City. No. Though he has, like, dating co-stars. He was, I mean, he still is a very handsome man, but he mm-hmm. was, like, total heartthrob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's very, what Topher thinks about heartthrobs. Very belchy wine. Sorry. Give him heartburn. Heartthrob, heartburn. I'm going to say Kim Basinger. Ooh, good guess. No, he did Laura Dern. Did he really? Yes. They dated for, like, three years. Wow. In the mid to late 80s. Interesting. Yeah. Were they in something together? Yeah, they were in Blue Velvet together. Oh, that's right. You, you said forgot that about that. I did. It's a line. Then he dated after Laura Dern, Laura Flynn Boyle, who was also in Twin Peaks with him. Okay. They dated for a couple of years. And after they broke up, he started dating Linda Evangelista. You Isn't know that her. a drag queen? No, she's a model. She was a supermodel in the 90s. That explains why drag queens name themselves after her. Because yes. there's the house of Evangelista. Yeah. You've seen Linda Evangelista. She's kind of alien looking. She has like a really long neck, kind of like almondy kind of cat eyes. She's very pretty. I'm not describing her very well. I was like, hmm. But she has kind of an otherworldly look to her. Oh, yeah. Kind of a Sophia Loren. Yeah, a little Sophia Loreny. Like if you look at her images from the 90s, yeah, that's like classic 90s supermodel. That's very Sophia Loren. Yeah. She could have played her in a biopic for sure. They look very similar. That was a recent thing. She had like a bad fat freezing procedure stuff. (sighs) It's so sad how much these celebrities feel pressured to do shit to themselves. I know. He and Linda Evangelista met on a set of a photo shoot. 
And they were together for six years. Oh. And they were engaged, but they never got married. He so ends he's, up, what I'm hearing is he's boinked some really, really hot women. He has. He has. And I think for co-stars, too. Like, co-workers kind of deal. He ends What's your up, take on that, by the way? Co-worker dating? Specifically in the realm of filmmaking. Okay. I, well. Because I feel like there's a difference. Yes. You are in isolation with these people. Yes. Yeah. Especially depending on like what your method of acting is. Mm-hmm. You're developing really strong feelings mm-hmm. on set. Mm-hmm. I'm a proponent of don't shit where you eat. I agree. But I understand how difficult it is to not do that. Yeah, I get that. And I get too, like you said, that aspect of acting like you're pretending in often cases. That's a phrase, right? In most cases? <laughs> yes, thank you. That line is getting me. <laughs> in, often, in often cases, your honor. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, in often cases. <laughs> Frequently. Frequently, we will, as they say. You're pretending to have like intense emotions for somebody. Right. So I think for that to kind of carry on to your real life, is kind of understandable. And Mm -hmm. especially like if you're on set, like you're removed from your normal day-to-day life. Like if you're filming on location somewhere and like those are the only people you're interacting with and the only people like you're really spending time with and you're pretending to have this intimate connection, it's understandable that you would actually form one. But I also think you really shouldn't shit where you eat. Like the whole dating coworkers thing, I think like you should try to avoid as much as possible. I also have always marveled at long relationships mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Just as a an example, like Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. and his wife. She must be a very, very mature, strong, independent person who has a lot of really good therapy. And this is aside from his drug issues right. in the past. But to be able to have a husband who was a heartthrob mm-hmm. and who is cast in these romantic roles with people... And knowing that he's going to be doing that and having sex scenes and doing, you know, having to portray that really strong emotion. Mm -hmm. That would, I'm a jealous person. Mm -hmm. And that would be a lot for me. It would be very difficult. Yeah, it it would be hard to see. Seeing how many. Your partner with somebody else. And how many relationships consistently break up because of things like that. Like looking at like Jen Aniston and Brad Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. And then, you know. Right as they're breaking up, Mr. and Mrs. Smith has come out and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, then you're like, oh, OK, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Because too, like when actors have chemistry, it's like, OK, is that because you're just really good at your job or right. because you actually felt that connection with that right. person? So, yeah, I think it would be hard to be a spouse or a partner of somebody who was an actor, especially if they're doing like romantic things. Like mm-hmm. that. It'd be difficult. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't either. <laughs> and I I don't think I would want to perform like intimate scenes with somebody else. I would. Oh, okay. Totally. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just like, kidding. Fine for me, not fine for a fact checker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Kyle McLaughlin's current wife is not an actor, but she is in the entertainment field. She's a producer on Project Runway. Oh. Yeah. Love Project Runway. Yeah, and they've been married since 2002. And they have one son together who's like 12 or 13 right now. They've been together for a while. That's really great. Yeah. So they've had, you know, over two decades together at this point. Good. Yeah. Good for them. 
And they seem to live like kind of very happy, normal life. Like one of the reasons he said he stopped doing Desperate Housewives was because he didn't like the traveling back and forth from New York, like where he lives with his family to L.A. to shoot. Because that role in Desperate Housewives was originally supposed to be just for like one season. Right. But they kept extending it because obviously he did a good job and he's a compelling actor. And Oh, he was very good in that role. Yeah. And his character was... I loved it because it was like, it was almost like the foil of his role as Trey. Yeah. McDougal. Yeah. Where he was the same sort of person, but letting his evil tendencies come yeah. out. Because at one point, didn't he even blackmail his wife into staying with him? I think so. Yeah. His wife was Marsha Cross, Cross with the red hair. Yeah. Okay. Bree. Yes. And she played kind of a bad guy too, right? They all, I mean, they They're were all, all kind of bad guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They all had their moments of yeah. being a bad guy. She wasn't actually a bad guy. She just... I liked the show because it was a parody of like suburban. soap operas. Yeah. yeah, suburban soap opera mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cleverly done. It's a shame you didn't like it, but... I never really gave it a shot. Mm, fair. And I don't feel like it. Okay. <laughs> I've got enough to do. I thought it was very satirical and witty. And I think that's what probably attracted him to... Probably. That yeah. as well, aside from the money. Well, I mean, there's that, too. Because it was a very popular show. Well, there, yeah, there's that. As with Sex in the City, too. Mm-hmm. Although he said that, like, sometimes people will come up to him on the street in New York City and be like, can't get it up? He's like, mm, that was a character I played. That's not me in real life. That's kind of a weird thing to, to shout out a stranger. <laughs> that is a really weird thing yeah. to shout at a stranger. But also, if we had a couple of drinks on us, would we not say something similar? I would not. Yes, you would, Topher. He's nodding vigorously. Even I am he's... not. Fact Checker is not here to check that fact. Topher's like nodding his head and like giving multiple thumbs up. If anything, I'd be like, I bet you could get up for me, Kyle McLaughlin. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Which is way better. <laughs> yeah, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> now he's doing the nodding and the two thumbs up. Yeah. No one will believe you this time. You cried wolf too many times. Well, I have secret cameras everywhere. Oh, no. This is a visual medium. I knew it. (laughs) I've been live streaming us this whole time. (laughs) All this time I've been talking with my hands. (laughs) But yeah, I think he lives a pretty normal life. He's really into making his wine. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of like what he does is like going out to Washington to the winery out there. He said he got interested in the Portlandia role because he got to just like hang out in Portland for a week every year and like film and have fun and like go to good restaurants and just have like a really enjoyable time. He's That's like, yeah, sure. I'll awesome. do that. He was only there for a week every year. Yeah. Cause his roles, he didn't have like a big role on the oh, show. Okay. Hm. I mean, he played like the mayor character who maybe had like a couple scenes every season. So it wasn't like a lot of filming for him. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. I think that is a good gig. Yeah. Pretty normal person. He seems Happy and drama-free as far as celebrities go. Yeah. Good for you, Kyle McLaughlin. Good for you. And your Project Runway wife. And your cute little YouTube show together. But your dogs. to see that. What are their names again? Mookie and Sam. Mookie and Sam. What kind of dogs are they? I don't remember. They're two different dog breeds. One's like little, one's medium-sized. Gotcha. Okay. I have a medium-sized dog. Yeah. You have two very large dogs. They're large, yes. We thought our dog was going to be very large, but... No, he stopped growing. As with the shelter, uh, you never never know. know. You never know. Yeah. The shelter will make promises, and that's not necessarily what your dog is. 
We have sent off a DNA test. <gasps> oh, okay. What are you hoping for? I'm hoping for Lovecraftian nightmare dystopia. Okay. Okay. Do you think that will show up on our human technology DNA tests? I think that we have advanced a lot since COVID. Do you? Yeah. Okay. We can detect a lot of things. Can we? Can we detect how good this wine is? It's really good. Okay. Are we ready to make a decision? I think so. Okay. All right. I'll let you lead it this time. Are we doing the wine separately from the celebrity? Or I'll let you make the call. I think we're going to do separate. Okay. Right? All right. So on the subject of this wine, mm-hmm. we the judges find this wine not, not guilty. guilty. Of course not, not guilty. guilty. This delicious. is delicious. Mm-hmm. My only regret mm. is that we didn't try this wine earlier oh. while it was still like really cold out. That's fair. I think this was better suited to colder weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so big and robust. Yeah. yeah. Tannic. Yeah. You know what? You can buy me this wine for my birthday this year. How about that? <gasps> I will. Yeah. Okay. You're turning 50. I am. Yeah. It's going to be so great. It will be so great. I can finally retire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then as for Mr. McLaughlin, the Ooh, defendant. Okay. All right. We, the judges, find him. Not, Not guilty. guilty. You sound like a delightful person. You really sound like a good guy. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you ever are going to be in the Atlanta area. Come on by. Come by. Say hey. Bring some of your wine with you, though. Yeah. First of all, bring your wine. <laughs> it's expensive. It is expensive. We and are just poor B-plus list celebrities. Yes. We can't afford it. Yeah. Come, come over, bring your wine, and... Make a little YouTube show with our dogs. Mm-hmm. Why not? Oh, that would be so sweet. Wouldn't it be adorable? I know. Cute. Fact checker, real brief segue. Okay. Fact checker likes to also do the voices, mm-hmm. which I do as well. Mm-hmm. Fact checker does not know Hermes's voice. Oh. Mm. So we have two completely different voices. And your voice Hermes. is accurate. My voice is accurate. Yeah, not yeah. fact checkers. Ugh. One day he'll get it. He makes Hermes sound like a demon. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes Hermes says. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank through you. Through this journey. And if you have any questions for us for our sidebar episodes where we answer questions. We do. We'd love to answer that for you and send you some swag in return. Absolutely. So feel free to reach out to us at True Crimes Against Wine on gmail as well as tiktok instagram and facebook that's right and if you enjoy our podcast you can like subscribe and leave us a review we would love to hear from you yes absolutely all right well until next time cheers cheers Cheers.